I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hey, what's up, witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we talk about witchcraft and spirituality in a modern context. My name is Rian Lockard, and I am so excited to have you here today, and thank you for joining me on my podcast. You can also find me, as we know, on Instagram at Moonstone underscore witchery. I am, like, really in it to win it with my YouTube channel right now, so if y'all want to throw me a bone and be, like, super nice to me and make my day forever, you can go check me out on um, on YouTube. I'm Moonstone Witchery over there. I am Moonstone Witchery everywhere, although... News alert, I have like haters and imposters now. So does this mean I've made it, you guys? I have like copycat accounts and all kinds of stuff going on. So Moonstone Witchery on YouTube, it's got me on the YouTube channel. And that is how you know that it is mine. So please check me out and do me a big favor and subscribe to my channel if you would like to. All right, that's enough about that. Enough advertising, enough of all that. Today we're going to talk about ghosts. Now, I know I've been getting a lot of requests for part two of the Twin Flame podcast episode. I am going to put that out there. Um, It's just taking a lot of my own personal energy to access that dialogue. Um, The only reason I'm qualified to talk about Twin Flames is because I have gone ahead and gone through that entire experience myself. And it just really... um, it brings up a lot for me. So I'm going to take a little mini break from Twin Flames. and I'm going to talk about something kind of fun and interesting and I think exciting. And let's dive in. So ghosts. I do not really like the language around ghosts. I don't really like the word ghost. I actually don't fully know why I don't like the word ghost, but it feels kind of offensive, right? Like it feels like a little judgy. Um, Maybe the ghosts are mad because they're called ghosts. I don't know. Um, My experience, and I'm going to speak to you about this from my experience and my experience only. So for background information, I am a psychic intuitive um, and a medium, and I've been practicing as an intuitive and a medium, giving professional readings for um, half a decade or so at this point, you know, maybe more. I've always been intuitively gifted. I've always been able to see um, energies and things that people can't see. I've always had my guides present, my guardian angels, um, and I've always been able to be aware of and to see earthbound energies. And that is the phrase that I like to use for what colloquially we call ghosts. I tend to call them earthbound energies because I don't want to like condemn them. I don't want to like make them feel feel like bad about themselves just because just because they're a little bit trapped on this this realm of reality for a little bit. Maybe it's just a phase, maybe it's just a moment, maybe they'll get it together. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. You'll understand what I'm saying more about that in a second. Um, But so this is where I'm coming from when it comes to the conversation on my side about ghosts and earthbound energies and all that kind of toxic, scary stuff that is 
kind of preventing people from accessing their giftedness. So here's why I actually started to decide to do this podcast topic today. Um, One of the things that I offer in my practice is um, just training and support for new intuitives who are looking to enhance their psychic giftedness and to work with their gifts rather than feel like their gifts are kind of happening to them. I like to empower my clients um, to, you know, take charge of their psychic intuitive gifts and to put it out there on their own and to know that they can command that energy. Um, I want everybody to feel like that queen energy. I don't care what your what gender identity you have. I want you feeling like a queen. I want you feeling like a goddess. I want you feeling like that like um, gif of Rihanna who is like putting the crown on her head and I always post it for Scorpio season because that's like the mini narcissist in me that's like, yes, Scorpio energy, crown me. <laughs> um, I want you to access that queenie vibe that you have because when you are standing in your queen energy no one's gonna scare you i don't care what kind of ghost shows up you're in charge this is your world this is your castle everyone needs permission to even access it or you and that's the vibe that i try to gift my psychic school intuitive um, students with and a lot of so I've, I've recently had a lot of people start to join me for um, intuitive training like I said I call I cheekily call that psychic school you can't send anyone to school to be a psychic either it's there or it's not and you know I have the base level belief that all of us have psychic intuitive gifts it's just a matter of figuring out how they manifest within ourselves and how we unlock them so I really don't want you to hear this and be like Oh, that's other than me. Some people are special and I'm not. No, man, you are special. Put your crown on. Get it up there. You are special too. Your intuitive gifts are manifesting. We just have to notice how to notice them. That's all. But what I'm teaching my intuitive students, because I've had like an uptick in enrollment with enhancing your intuitive giftedness, is a lot of them are in fear. This makes sense because... Culturally, we're taught to have fear around the paranormal and the spiritual. And as you all know, if you've been listening to me for a minute, we're taught this in order to disempower ourselves and to keep ourselves from having access to our highest self and our sense of like empowerment, that we can trust ourselves, that we can live our best life, that we don't need someone to give us permission, yada, yada, yada. The whole culture has been structured around disempowering the self, especially if you identify as a woman We are like super disempowered just by our culture, just as a default. And so I'm here on like my mini secret little like crusade to like reorient empowerment back where it belongs, which is right centered in the middle of yourself. Okay, so this extends to the spiritual realm because we do not have to be afraid now listen, some of y'all are going to hear this and be like, oh man, this is dangerous because there are definitely forces that we should fear out there. That is 100% accurate. I am not going to lie to you. Yes, there are forces that are more powerful than us that are scary and like kind of causing some mayhem. But let me tell you something. Those forces, they are not actively concerned with you. Like, no offense, but as empowered and magnificent as you are, as Rihanna as you are in your energy, as brightly as your shine is, your crown is shining, those entities are really not interested in you. I am so sorry, but that's okay. We don't really need them to like be aware of us. We just need to just kind of respect the energies that are bigger than us and braver than us and more powerful than us. And quite honestly, unless you're out here doing some stuff, some energy stuff, some spell stuff, some whatever work, 
you're not going to really interact with those energies. Like unless you're like really trying to like Gandalf the gray into your like your way forward into your life, you are really not going to run into any of these energies that are like going to come for you. So I'm kind of talking to the average person um, who is kind of at like a regular level of their giftedness and who is not like intentionally, you know, invoking like bad demons. Side note, not all demons are bad. The word demon comes from the ancient Greek, and it really just meant like a spirit who was around. That's how they used it. They were like, there's demons everywhere, but they were like, hey, it's fun. There's like happy little demons or like neutral little demons or maybe sometimes cranky little demons, but they're all up in our energy sphere, and we're going to talk to them and acknowledge them and work with them, and then monotheism happened and it was like oh you have demons they must be bad because we are like rebranding and we are not into you so now demons are out they were so last season and for ever since then demons have had this like bad association and i just want to say i feel bad for the demons because not all demons are unkind or not helpful or like mean or useless some of them are but not all of them and so it's kind of like there's all this language around like demons and devils and lower vibrations and i just want to say lower vibrations aren't all that bad either rocks have a low vibration because they're very dense and they're they're existing of the earth dirt has a low vibration but that doesn't mean it's evil anyway off on a tangent but what i'm trying to say is you're in charge so let's talk about it a little bit more okay um you as somebody who is now aware because I gave you a pep talk a couple minutes ago about your own ability to access spiritual energies and entities. Because you have this awareness, you might have a little fear around it because we haven't been empowered to know that we are allowed to kind of, I guess, like influence our own energy field. We're allowed to do that. And not only are we allowed to, but we're actually actively supposed to. We're supposed to be engaging with the energy around us. We're supposed to be interacting with the unseen realm of things, the forces that be. And we are supposed to go ahead and learn how to do that so we can protect ourselves and just kind of command the energy to do what we want. You exist here in tangible reality as a beautiful blended creature. You are a blend of spiritual energy and you are of tangible reality. Because you have both of those gifts, you are in charge of your physical plane of existence. So that means that you can say, here are the rules to everything that's going on around me. But I'm a little bit ahead of myself. So let's talk about ghosts. What are ghosts and how do we know about them and what do we do about them? So like I said to you before, I feel like I really connect and resonate more with the term earthbound energies, but I'm not going to like get up all in someone's business if they say ghost. I'm not going to like be like, that's not a nice phrase. I don't really know how ghosts feel about the word ghost, actually. And maybe next time I encounter one, I'll take a second to interview. But they don't tend to be that interviewable, really. I haven't really met an accommodating ghost who wants to, like, chat with me. Um, And here's why. What causes someone to become earthbound? That's really the fundamental question. It's like, are there ghosts? Yes. Are they, like, earthbound energies? Because that's the phrase I'd prefer. Yes. Okay, what created that? Like, why, why though? Like, it's that little, like, meme from, like, the classical arts meme. Why, though? Why, though, is because um, just because you pass away doesn't mean you're instantly ascended. And this is why I have such a problem with instant ascension. I know I rant and rave about this a lot, but, oh, my God, instant ascension does not, to me, feel like a real thing. Maybe for, in very extreme cases, I don't know, but 
this is why I really have to be really clear. When someone passes away, <clears throat> there is a couple days where they themselves are like kind of hanging out by their body and like circulating around their own world, visiting like their people that they had just recently, you know, that, that are important to them. They exist around themselves for a couple days while it sinks into them that they are no longer incarnated in their in their body. So it's not like you're you're instantly and this does not always happen, okay? But especially in the cases of a sudden death or something like that, people kind of linger around or they they attach to the body because they want to see what happens or they're curious or they're they're absorbing the information or they're going through the detachment process. And again, if someone has had a long illness or something like that or is very like spiritually connected, when they pass, they might instantly ascend or they might instantly like <clears throat> transmute into the other side. But frequently, and I know this because I've been to enough funerals in my life, and the the person who has passed is 99% of the time always present at their own service. And it's like there's this vibe around them that they're like, okay, this is really a real thing. Get it. I'm understanding. And I'm, I'm saying goodbye, and you're saying goodbye, and I'm using this to detach. And they can blip in and out from the spiritual side, but they themselves are still adjusting, okay? So what causes a ghost or what causes someone to become an earthbound energy? Well, you are yourself, right? So you have all of your own gifts and all of your own shortcomings and you have your personality and you have the way you identify with yourself. And part of the journey that we're all on, if we're on a self-work spiritual journey on this life path, is like kind of understanding like I both am and am not the creature identified as me, right? Like, yes, I incarnated in this body. Yes, this body has a certain name. Yes, everybody knows me by that name. Yes, I'm digging down into the depths of this body and into this mind to figure out, like, what are the gifts this creature has and how can I, like, access them and use them to create, like, a life that's, like, good. But at the same time, there's this other part of you, and especially the more you do your self-work and the more you awaken on your spiritual path, there's this whole other part of you that's, like, but also I'm not that person. Like, I'm observing that person. I'm other than that person. The very fact, by the way, that you can like observe yourself and know about yourself shows you that you are not yourself because an object really can't objectively observe itself if it is if it is itself. Does that make sense? So the fact that you can look at yourself and be like, what is this creature called like Rian doing now? The fact that I can do that means I am both Rian and other than Rian. <clears throat> and the, uh, the part of me that is other than she who is called Rian that's my soul. That's my like, you know, infinite energy call like that has that that certain flavor of myself. And when I incarnate, I bring that flavor, but it manifests differently every time I incarnate based on the body that I'm incarnating into and the culture that I'm born into and the family that I have and yada, 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 right? So I'm telling you all this because when we die, we don't suddenly just become not us, right? I mean, sometimes, but we're talking about earthbound energies. So an earthbound energy who has passed away did not get the memo that they were someone other than their own name and their own body. They had trouble with that. Like they really believed the story of their life. Like they really bought what they were selling. They really were tied up into it. They really anchored into it. They really were connected to it. And there's always an element of, um, 
unfinished self-work. So someone who is earthbound generally can really have some unfinished self-work. They might be stubborn in certain areas. They might be unwilling to go towards their guides or the light because they're like, wait a second, what? I wasn't ready to go or I still have things to do or I don't trust what's happening over there. I need someone to reassure me. And they have to go through the process of realizing they are other than and detaching from the physical body. And so if they refuse to do that, they're going to just go ahead and hang out wherever they are. And that's a real fact. And you might have encountered some spiritual energies and entities that are kind of in your house. And they're kind of like mad that you're in their house because they're like, this is my house. And literally this happened to me in my old house. I had the energy of the lady who used to live there. Oh my God, she was knocking off the paintings off the wall in the middle of the night. That was unacceptable. She was like making the water in the shower just dramatically like go faster and then not at all. And I had to have a very serious talk with her. And at first I said, you are not going to go ahead and do that. And she did have to listen to that. But then she would just find other clever ways to do another like other annoying things. And so finally I said to her, listen, I love this house. I'm really grateful. I'm super excited you raised your kids there. But I want you to go ahead and like look around Can you see that this house does not look the way it did when you lived here? Can you see that these rooms are not the same as they were when you were here? Do you know that this is the date that we are at now? I hate to tell you this, but you have passed away. And so I, before I did that, before I had that conversation with her, I called forth a bunch of deities. Like I called forth Mother Mary and Jesus and Archangel Michael. And I think I brought in Buddha just to like bring like a calm vibe to the conversation, right? But like I also tried to summon like any of her relatives that might be willing to show up and stand there and kind of nod their head at her and be like, yeah, sucks, I know, but she's actually telling you the truth. And after I had that conversation with her, I said, listen, Mother Mary's here and so is Jesus and they're willing to take you to a different realm so you can like feel more like happy and okay and connected and visit your children from a different way and like whatever. And she went with them and after that, the hauntings in my home stopped. But the problem was she just hadn't realized she had passed away and she hadn't come to terms with it and she hadn't accepted it and she wasn't at peace with it. And so a lot of times the reason why somewhere that is, quote, haunted has some bad vibes happening there is because it's really confusion. It's confusion, frustration, and a little bit of fear on the part of the earthbound energy who is kind of like stubbornly not figuring out what's going on. So there's a blend for them of both like being stubborn and unwilling to like check into their own reality and how many people by the way do we know that are incarnated that are not existing in actual reality they are refusing to look at what's really happening in their lives and instead they're just like living in la la land and telling themselves it's this is fine this is totally fine i swear this is fine and it's not fine right why would that change just because someone passed away if someone's really really deeply connected to their story and really really deeply connected to the way that they are incarnated and really really deeply connected to their own drama, they have a higher chance of just being earthbound. This is another reason why self-work is really important because like I don't know about you, but I don't really feel like being stuck inside a building or wherever for a while after I'm done. So I'm going to go ahead and do my self-work and get onto that spiritual path to avoid that. But hope is not lost, okay? Spiritual energies are always able to click into, all right, maybe there's something I'm not missing. Maybe I need to change. Maybe I need to like 
apologize or maybe I need to like get right with myself. And the second they do that, they're able to switch to the other realm. So it's two things. One, when someone is earthbound, it's often because they have really, like I said, connected to their own story and are having trouble disconnecting. Another time when people can get earthbound is if they pass away in a state of confusion or very suddenly. Um, a lot of times the state of confusion is the one that will really keep people stuck. And this is how some earthbound children get created because if they died from like, let's say, like a really high fever or something and they were delirious and hallucinating, they might not realize they have passed away they might still think they're hallucinating or they might just like accept what they're seeing and that to me is sad so I do have a rule with my guides that if there's ever an earthbound child they're allowed to let me know and I will help cross that child over and I've done that on several occasions Um, once I was in a museum and I saw this earthbound child walking around and it was very upsetting to me and I sort of like was very aware and trying to help her and dialogue with her. And then it wasn't until I went into this one room and I found out that this museum had taken the remains of um, a child. It was like um, a mummified child. And these child's remains were on display in the museum. And I was like, oh, God, that makes so much sense, though. And I did spend some time with her um, asking her if she wanted to cross. And she was not open to that conversation. So she probably still there. Um, But that was a really difficult one for me. But in any event, someone is earthbound for a lot of different reasons. But I I don't want us to fear them because even though they show up with an intense energy or they might be knocking stuff off your walls or they might be causing a little bit of chaos, we get really afraid because it's supernatural and we think we have no control over anything supernatural or paranormal or unseen. But really it's like a very frustrated person not really knowing what to do or not really understanding what's going on. And they're commanding and demanding to have the energy shift or trying to force things to be the way they want to force things to be. I'm not saying that ghosts are always nice to you. Sometimes they are like throwing things around your room because they are mad at you for being in there. But I want to get to the reason behind it. A lot of it is due to just that confusion and that frustration. And if we can talk to them and we can say, hey, number one, not allowed to do that around here because remember, you're in charge of your energy spaces. Um, They will have to stop that. But number two, if we can say, hey, look around. You died. Like, I'm sorry, but go find Jesus. He will help you or like whoever. The reason I keep talking about Jesus and bringing up Jesus, by the way, is because most people who are earthbound at least know about Jesus, right? And like have some kind of connection to him and he's accessible to them as an entity that they will recognize as being spiritually advanced. And Jesus is a nice enough guy that he will show up up when you call him and kind of help usher someone across. Um, so that's why I'm sending everyone to Jesus. But you don't need Jesus to cross somebody. This is not like a Jesus-only event. Somebody can cross themselves or somebody's like mother can come by and cross them for them or, or whatever it might be. You know, it's just a matter of finding someone that they trust once they have had the realization sink in, oh, okay, I'm passed away. I'm stuck here on this plane. I want to switch over. What do I have to work through and accept in order to do that? And a lot of times they simply just have to work through and accept that they've passed away. And that's as simple as it is. But so this explains why that energy is really bad. A lot of times too, people think a place is haunted when Really, it's a very intense energy footprint that has been left behind. And so um, in cases of like extreme tragedy or trauma, sometimes it feels like a place is haunted, but really the tragedy and the trauma has left such an intense energy footprint that it's just like sort of circulating there on an infinite loop. And what you're feeling is the trauma happening, but luckily not 
like in most cases, those people aren't still there. They've moved on and they've gotten past it. But you can always bring positive energy to that as well. So what do you do in the case of of a ghost or an earthbound energy? And how do you like help heal it? And how do you like work with it? Well, number one, if you don't want to help cross the energy or entity or you don't feel empowered to do so, you can reach out to like a spiritual person in your community and ask them to help cross the energy. Um, but you can also just cleanse your spaces and set energy barriers. You can be like, you know, closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can just literally say, not letting anyone in this room that's not like tangibly alive or whatever your rules are. I mean, that's not a rule that I would personally set because I enjoy having my guides, my guardian angels, my friendly little demons. Like I enjoy having access to the energy forces around me. But um, I just say like no one hostile or moody is allowed in here, right? Like no one with a bad vibe is allowed to come in here. No one who means me ill intent is allowed in here. And then they can figure out where they want to go on their own. But I always also like to do the nice thing and be like, hey, you're also just FYI, Here's the memo. It is now 2021. You are no longer alive. Like time to keep it moving and just see if they can pick it up and listen to you or not. A lot of times, too, they might need to hear from their own um, incarnated family members, um, like that they are no longer alive and that the family member themselves would like them to pass. So you can go ahead and contact a family member if you know one and say, tell your mom, you know, go with Jesus or whatever it might be. So I hope this is helpful. Um, This is what's happening with earthbound energies and ghosts. And sometimes if you are like feeling the bad vibes of a place, it could be haunted or it could have just had a really traumatic incident happen there. But in any event, I want you to feel the strength and the knowledge that just because you feel a bad vibe doesn't mean that bad vibe can harm you. It doesn't mean that it's coming after you. And it doesn't mean that you're powerless to it. Just because something is unseen doesn't make it more powerful than you. It just increases your fear because you don't know how to deal with it. And that's just a simple result of the fact that we haven't been taught how to deal with things. We haven't been taught how to respect the unseen realm as much as we should. And we haven't been taught how to get hands on and work with it as much as we should, because a lot of our cultures just spent denying that it even exists. But if we can get on board with yes, exists. Yes, this is real. Yes, I can interact with it. And just because it's there doesn't mean it's like more powerful or more harmful towards me. And I can actually like make a difference and contribute my energy and that it will matter. Then we can really like actually do some stuff with what we're picking up on and that's the whole root and the foundation of why I'm talking about this because I don't want you to feel afraid I don't want you to feel beholden to the energy of something else just because you know about it but you don't know what to do about it doesn't mean it can control you or damage you or harm you I want you to know that you're allowed to enter into a conversation with the energy you're feeling you're allowed to interact with it put up your protection barriers just say I'm in a shield of light or just say nothing negative negative or harmful may come to me or ask Archangel Michael to surround you in a shield of light or cultivate a relationship with a demon who wants to protect you or whatever it is that you want to do. Do something so that you feel safe enough to stand in your power and command the energy a little bit more. Put that crown on your head and don't go seeking negative energy. Don't go seeking earthbound energies. Don't go seeking anything that's bigger or powerful or more like stronger than you or more negative than you. Don't do that. I don't want you to go out and do that. I don't want you like reciting the names of bad demons. Like don't do things like that. As long as you're not doing things like that, you're going to be fine because if you just encounter something like this in your day-to-day life, that means that you're all right. It's going to be okay. Have a conversation. Illuminate the circumstances. Assume the best and set your energy 
energy boundaries up so that nothing harmful is allowed to interact with you and then just kind of keep it moving. I want you to always feel empowered and I want you to know that you have a say in the energy around you, including in your own energy as well. Um, And I want you to know that just because something is not seen doesn't mean it's not real, but it also doesn't mean that it's scary or it's bad. We are in a constant dance with the universe and there are high points to that dance and low points to that dance. We are all a blend of different kinds of energies. You know, when I energy cleanse my spaces um, and the the smoke is really billowing, I you know, there's a tendency to be like, oh my God, I wonder what's here. And I was finally like, you know what, this is my own energy that I'm shedding because I'm working in this room all the time. This is just me holding the space for all of my clients constantly. It doesn't have to be bad in a bad way. It can just be something that that is big or powerful or strong. I hope that this is helpful. If you have any questions, please let me know. Um, and you can find me over on Instagram, Moonstone underscore Witchery. Um, and please hit me up on YouTube. I'm Moonstone Witchery there. If you have any questions or any feedback for me, um, please do send me a message. And I would love to hear from you. I hope that you have a blessed day and a magical week.